Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. Okay, open your Bibles with me to John 10, verse 27. You know, some of you know I finished the book, it's out there and it's snowballing. Ooh, I've been carrying a message most of my life, and certainly our marriage. And I want to talk a little bit today about hearing God's voice. And I want you to think about beginning to hear it clearer. Because I don't know when, a few months ago, I was thinking, I can't finish this book, I can't do this. You know, how many of you think I can't actually do what's really deep in my heart, because I have a dream to see things change. I have a dream to see the earth change, and I know I'm a part of it. So put it back up for me, John. Let me read it. The sheep that are my own hear and are listening to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Now, if you can pop it up in the King James, you know, I'm a sheep. I don't always know what to do, but I know the one who does know what to do. And I know when things get said to me, things that affect me that are negative, I go to God and he says what he sees. And sometimes he says to me, but that was your old person who died. And I'm like, okay. So accusations come in this life, don't they? They do come, and temptations come. In the King James, it says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. God knows you. He knows you. He knows what your end is from your beginning. And he knows where you're at on the journey. So I was sort of feeling... Okay, how's it going to be that the whole earth is going to change and you're going to come and you're going to fill up the streets, people are going to be dancing in the streets, children are going to be singing. It's going to be a happier place to be. Now, we dream of that in our heart, but in our heads, in our minds, we sometimes are like, how on earth can that possibly be? And in First Corinthians, I think it is 16.9 in the Amplified, it talks about a great door of effectual service is opened unto me, but with it many adversaries. And God began to deal with me about my focus. And that was a few months back. You can hear it on the podcast. But I realized there was a time to focus. And we have to focus. It's not always easy to whatever revelation you have of the spirit realm, God knows because he gave it to you. He gives us what we have. So we can't take any credit for it. We can't get any glory. If you have an issue with taking glory, it's because you have an issue. God has given us everything that pertains to life. He's given it to us. Let's have a word of prayer for a minute before I ramble on. Father, we thank you 
so much that you bring things to our minds that we need this morning. You bring the word to our mind that we have need of this morning. We're your sheep and we hear your voice. And we thank you in this particular time. We need fresh revelation. We need fresh inspiration, fresh wisdom and insight to know that you are doing great and mighty things, wonderful things, things that we haven't dreamed of. You're doing more, but you have given us dreams, and I thank you for the dreams that you have given us, and I thank you that you're well able to do much more. And this morning, Father, as we stand in this historic place that you brought us to this church, that was to be celebrated as one of the Waterloo churches, celebrated for a certain sound. We thank you. We pierce the atmosphere in the name of Jesus Christ. And we are here in the authority of the name of Jesus to bring the new sound to the earth, to bring it and see it released everywhere. And I praise you and I thank you for multiplication. I thank you, Father. You're well able to change what comes through the radio, not just the Christian radio, but the secular radio. We speak to you and we say, open up to the new sounds coming out of the church, coming from heaven. We thank you for the men and women, Father, who busk on the streets, who don't know you, but in their heart. They have moved in their gifting. And we pray for every starving musician. No more. You are not to starve anymore in the name of Jesus Christ. We break the curse of poverty over you. And we speak abundant life. Abundant life. Super abundantly. God who's able to do super abundantly what we can ask or think or dream of. We bless musicians. We say there's probably been some kind of worldly mindset that gets down into musicians, and we thank you for a shift. We thank you, Father, for a shift in the earth. We stand in this historic place, and we declare a shift for musicians. Do you have those those financial declarations? Can you pop them up on the screen? I feel like we should declare those. I feel like we have a job to do. We have an assignment today. We're not here by accident. Proverbs 16.33 says, even the accidental things are ordered by the Lord. So we here. Okay, let's stand up and let's declare this over musicians and creatives and singers that as we've received our offering today, we are believing God for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the post, gifts and surprises, debts paid off, expenses decrease, blessing and increase. And we thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for meeting the financial needs of every single 
musician, singer, actor, actress, all those people that have deep in their subconscious that they're poor. They're not. They're not, Father. They're your blessing, and we thank you for them. Come on. I pray that you will pray for them. Pray for them. Okay, be seated. I just, I wanted to do that this morning. So, did I hear the sound of that video? Did you get it working? Can we play it? Just watch this for a minute. Hi, my name is Julie Anderson. I'm here actually at Abbey Road Studios, but I wanted to encourage you this month. You know, the Lord says, my sheep hear my voice. You know, many people heard the voices and the sounds of the Beatles that came out of here. And I want to have a word of prayer for you, and I'm going to ask God to bring his blessing. He's a redeemer. He's a redeemer of our lives. He's redeeming your life. He's redeeming my life. So... Um, let me have a word of prayer, and um, hey, let's just thank God. Father, we thank you. We do. We thank you in Jesus' name that our relationship with you and your plan for our lives is absolutely crucial and vital. And we come back to this place of Abbey Road Studios where so many sounds were heard. Father, you say that your sheep hear your voice. And I thank you that we hear your voice and we become doers of the word. And I praise you and I thank you for new anointing on musicians and people in Jesus' name. I just say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Just keep praying. We have a global job to see sounds in the earth change from secular to sacred and that maybe sounds outrageous but God can do anything God wants to encourage you today you do hear his voice amen 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 oh thank you Lord So maybe you haven't had a vision bigger, bigger vision than what you see. But God does. God knows. And it wasn't by accident that I went up there, Chris, to film the monthly encouragement. Used to go out to about 5,000 people on the email list. I think that's changed and we have to revisit it and look at it because you have all these laws. You know, the devil is a legalist. He likes to control and keep things contained. But hey, we're about to break out. And we all know that. We all know that we've come into this season where we don't have all the answers, but we do know the one who does. And we do have to hold steady and hear his voice. And I just want to encourage you today to say this month, I am a sheep and I hear his voice. I do. I hear God's voice. And over the years, as God has led me and prompted me and brought me into different places, I know nothing's by accident. I know he's brought gifts to my life, 
to make my life work because I am connected to his purpose. So are you. You're not here by accident, okay? Open your Bibles for a minute if you have your Bible on your lap. We come here to learn a bit more. Proverbs 16:33 in the Amplified. It says the lot is cast in the lap, but the decision is holy of the Lord. <laughs> Even the events that seem accidental are really ordered by him. Now, you know, I, because I had worked for Brian Epstein, who was often referred to as the fifth Beatle, maybe some of you weren't born in the 60s and weren't aware of what happened in the 60s and the 70s, but it is history and it is a legend what happened out of this nation that music went all around the world. Every single nation was touched. In fact, I am gobsmacked that 50 years later, maybe longer, we stood outside there in Abbey Road and thank God for Jean who lives up there and works with us every day and he's carried the torch. Thank God that all those people were there and all that graffiti was all over the studio wall. I was like, how dare you write all this stuff? And the Lord started to speak to me there. I didn't even know what I was going to say on the video. I had put some things out because I write some things ahead of time because it's good to prepare. But sometimes it's quite hard to prepare. I just feel so far away from you all, family. I'm going to come stand up here. And so... I stood there and I opened my Bible. Oh, there you are, Jean. I was just complimenting on how, what a great blessing you are. Incredible young man. Give him a hand. Woo! Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Okay. The lot is cast in the lap, but the decision is holy of the Lord. Even the things which seem accidental are in fact ordered by him. You know, sometimes... When I lived in Los Angeles all those years ago, and I was beginning to follow the course, I've still got this darn thing in front of me. I don't like pulpits. Maybe that's what it is. I just like heart to heart. Is that okay? But thank you. Don't move it. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I just realized something. I've been lately being very aware of where God brings me and the accidental things. It's not accidental where you live, who you work with, what you deal with, what you face. It's not accidental. Okay, there's a reason behind it all. And I just want you to understand, you need to hear his voice. And you do hear his voice. So I made a decision when I, backtrack for a second, went to California that last year that I was going to hear God's voice. How many of you know God's voice? Thank God. It's like maybe a quarter of us. But you know what? Sometimes we get kind of surprised. He says, my sheep know me and they follow me. Well, I sure didn't want to come back to England from California. I like this weather. I like swimming in the sea. I liked walking on the beach. I liked all of that. I liked my life. And I said, everybody in England, well, they're sick and unemployed and they're miserable, miserable lot. I'm glad to be out of it. 
There were a lot of negative people when I left. Now, people are much better today. I'm not talking to you, okay? I'm just saying as a whole, be aware, even in Eastern Europe, people are being more positive. And so I went to California, and I determined to hear God's voice. Now, for a long time, I, I didn't know God's voice. I sort of knew it, but I didn't. He used to prompt and there'd be innuendos. But make a decision in this next year. Don't do just today. Just say, I am going to hear God's voice. I'm his sheep. I'm going to pray for musicians to hear it. Because I want to share a dream that I had when we first bought a house in Lane End. And I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning and I heard this chord. And David mentioned it last week that last time he played here, he heard angels and he heard heavenly music. Listen, we're going to hear that. It's going to become normal. It's going to become a norm thing that when we sing, when we play, when we do stuff, that we hear the sound of heaven. So I had this dream, and I heard this amazing chord. Bring, it just went, I wish I could play it, but I can't because it came from heaven to earth, and it had an impact. And in the dream, which was a long time ago, 25, 35 years ago, 30 years ago anyway, I had this dream and I saw a ladder going around the, and I saw this sound, this chord going around. Now, how many, how many of you know it's really important that we don't try to get ahead of God by making something happen? And we can. We can. So we were in St. Mark's Mayfair and... Doug Williams was a good friend in those days. I'm not sure he was a trustee, then maybe he was, I don't know. And Ed and Laurie were there. And I used to, once a month, because I thought that was enough, you were just a baby, Chris. I think you were born then. Um, And we used to have a thing, and I just put these little flyers together called A New Sound in Mayfair. And this was all the same time that I had this dream. Now, I didn't equate to much and there really wasn't much fruit remember God's called us to have fruit fruit that abides abiding fruit I think maybe one person got saved and that was Ed's or Laurie's cousin or someone in the family came and they got saved I listen I had my expectors out to be a huge global move that people that the whole of Oxford Street would get pulled in by the music. You know what? I remember telling that guy who's gone on now, it's going to, the tide's going to turn. The tide's, I'm telling you, the tide's going to turn. And we even had meetings called Turning the Tide. And we had a meeting down in Ashburnham called The Turning. And I brought over, and I just, so passionate for God, brought over this, uh, music group from Morningstar and Rick Joyner and these people and Chris Cole who's coming to Chosen. Susie came. She was wild and Leonard Jones. It was like years ago. And I used to hear in my spirit, you're ahead of time. And I used to think, well, so someone's got to do it. I'll just do it. 
you know. But I want to give you a vision for the rest of our lives for this church. Because it was in this dream, this sound of music, this chord that came. Music is very powerful. Lucy sent me a wonderful email the other day from Mallorca or somewhere. She's on holiday. And she said, I'm halfway through your book and I can't put it down. And wow. And I was just so grateful to God because that's what you want to hear. When you pick up something to read it, you can't put it down. When you begin to understand the word of God is the truth, you can't put it down. You wouldn't put it down. Because I have to say, well, that's not, what does God think? Because I've been tempted many times to do things that I know I shouldn't do and I shouldn't be thinking. And I've had to go to God about it. And God says something completely different. So I go with God. Turn to somebody and say, I'm going to go with God. I am. I'm going to go with the healing. Listen. Oh, and don't try to make things happen because you get ahead and you get out of it. I've got like 10 things going here now and I'm going to finish this, okay? But I just, it's just, let me just be myself, okay? This is who I am. I got stories. I got things going. The Holy Ghost has lifted me up out of my body. I've gone with him. I trust him. Trust the Holy Spirit. Trust him. I'm not saying you're all going to, dance around and make a fool of yourself, but maybe you will, and who cares? Who gives a rip? It doesn't matter. It matters that you understand we're a family, and we're in a place of freedom, okay? So I just want to go back to this dream of this cord, because it went around the whole earth, and I thought, okay, we've got to make this happen. We've got to make this dream happen. So we had a meeting called 11, 11, 11, because I understood governmental stuff spiritually. When you pray, many times I think you just pray and you want an answer. And, and God says in Jeremiah 33, call unto me and I will answer and I'll show you mighty things. He will. He will show you mighty things. But the bottom line is, give him some space. Be patient. Some things in your life have taken all life since your childhood to get your mind a certain way that it works and functions. You know, and God can do things in a split second. I know when Vicki Jameson laid hands on me years and years ago on a boat going out to Miami, she prayed a certain prayer over me, and I knew I received it. And there are times when, yes, you call to God and he answers and you receive it and you start walking. Listen, we are living in miraculous days. But we also need to not be in a hurry to help God. Think about painting a beautiful painting. Think about if the canvas kept jigging around all over the place. God is painting an extraordinary picture of redemption. And if you keep moving and jigging around and you don't enter into rest, how is he going to do that? It's always moving. When I, I haven't done it for a long time, but I used to do it when I was alone. I love painting. I love ways of expressing myself. I love that 
even the accidental things aren't ordered by the Lord. I love the reality of that. It's not by accident that John lives in St. John's Wood and he kept on me about the Beatles. I remember in writing that book, I had said to God, listen, if you want me to do this, remind me every day. And I'm telling you, in the last 30-odd years, nearly every single day, I hear a Beatles song, I'm reminded. I th- I've, even, I've even photocopied notes and put them all over the house. You should be writing now, because I'll get involved in other things and get distracted. Listen, when we stand before God, what did you do? What did you do? Rod likes to communicate. Doesn't mean he's a great communicator, and I've got a big L plate on. But I know there aren't words to put what God has shown. But I do know I hear his voice. I'm not saying you don't. God forbid I'm not saying that. But I'm saying the most important thing as a Christian, and please learn it this month. Please say, I'm going to make a start this month. Listen, when the devil, the accuser of the brethren, comes and accuses and accuses and accuses, he is a liar. He's a liar. That's who he is. It's not going to come to pass. And when somebody says to you blatantly who you respected, who you looked up to, God, please don't go that route. I'm like, well, where are you going to go? Who else can you trust? Who else is faithful? So I saw this in this dream, and I heard this call, and it just woke me up. It was like 2.30 in the morning. We lived in this little house in Main End. That dream is so alive in me still to this day, and I've done everything I know to do to make it happen. Prayed the prayers, got with the intercessors. But God said to me a few days ago, he said, why don't you just let me do it now? Come on, back up and just let God do what he wants to do. We went to meet George Hammer the other day. Can we just pray for him? Father, we just pray for him right now because he comes to mind. He is not alone. He's not a man alone. He's not a man to be left out of your kingdom. He's in it. He may not be a churchgoer, but he's used by you to be a blessing. And we bless him today. We bless his team. We thank you that he lets us come and use these great buildings and bring a blessing. And we thank you, Father, for blessing this place, absolutely blessing it with its intended purpose. In Jesus' name. Anyway, we went to see him last Monday. And that was the only day we were in London anyway last week. So we went. And... I said to God, they were talking, these guys, and I said to God, can you talk to me about him? He said, yes, tell him he's not alone. So I did. I said, hey, George, I just want to say something to you. You're not alone. You know, and Rod had an amazing sentence for him to be quick to forgive. And he took it on board. He really listened to us. And Rod said, can I pray with you? And he put his hand on him and prayed with him. Listen, we're not here by accident. I guess you're going to share next week, so you'll share more, but whatever. 
I'm just saying, it's not the time for us not to hear from God. This is a time. And it's like an email going through your mind all the time. I mean, keep your mind clear because the devil comes. That's just an indication to me how strong you're going to hear God's voice. If, if all you hear is, you wicked, ugly thing, look what you did, you know, in all the past. I mean, hello, who cares? It's under the blood. It's under the blood. Most of the stuff that I did as a dead person, spiritually dead person, I can't remember. I just can't remember it. Because God doesn't remember it. So renewing the mind is very, very important. Renew your mind to the fact that you're God's sheep and you hear his voice. You're going to hear his voice. And he has been speaking to us, not only about this place, but about music, about the arts. He gets us to believe for things, which just seems outrageous. I went past that place on the way home the other day, and I thought, we don't have millions. Well, we don't. And I like to have it. But you know what? We know how to get it. So every day we just thank God and we pull it in. Thank God we have whatever we need to buy whatever we need. Because if we live in God's house and it's a house of abundance, so what if religious people say, oh, you're into that prosperity gospel? Hey, I love to give. Oh, Sean, I'm always liking to give. Where, where can we get the money? Where can we find the money? And now I have a friend who's worth a lot of money. And usually the first thing she'll say when it's like we need money, she says, oh, well, where can we find that? And I'm thinking, well, you have it. (laughs) But you see, God had used me and her and our friendship to get me to believe him. We have to believe him. We have to know we're his sheep. We hear his voice, okay? I mean, there's so many scriptures that come to mind. But I don't want to give you a ton of scripture today. I want you to get this, John 10, 27. You are his sheep. You hear his voice. I don't know what situations you're going into this year. I only know that you must hear his voice. When I decided, okay, it's a decision. I'm going to hear your voice. You know what? I rebuked God because I thought God's voice was the devil. I kept reading Isaiah. You're a sharp, threshing instrument having teeth. I thought, how stupid is that? Could you just tell me how I'm going to pay the $100 phone bill? You know, sometimes we think God doesn't have a clue what's going on. And our reality, and we like tell him what we need when he already knows more than we do. He's looking down the road. He's looking at who you are intended to be. He's not looking at who you are now and what your problems are now. They're nothing. And many times we just focus so intently on these problems. And so I used to, at that time in my life in California, I used to read, I've got to put this on, it's getting hot. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, you want the power of God. Here it comes. Now, I love you. 
Here it comes. Come on. Come on. You want the power of God? Come on. Pull hard on heaven. Pull hard. (sighs) Father, you can do anything. Anything. And we thank you. We, nothing hidden. Everything is open before your eyes with what we have to do. And you see what's crept into our lives. And I thank you that we're going to walk in your power like never before. I thank you, Father. We're going to do all the things that you've called us to do in Jesus' name, in the power of your spirit. And we release your power. We release your power. We release your power. Come on. We release your power to heal our minds, heal our bodies, to stop looking at just the negatives and and imbibing, I want to say, but that's not the right word. We embrace the negatives. We think, oh, this is it. Oh, I thank you. I thank you. I mean, we've sent out 108 rehearsal books to my friends, my family, some key people who are influencers. And I'm getting phone calls from people from 50 years ago. And I went to the Abbey Road Studios and I prayed because God's changing the vision. The vision for the future is, and I was going to finish the book with this chapter, but I didn't. I don't know why I sent it to Brock, but he it was all, you know, things move really quickly. You know, there's coming a day when Hyde Park and in Paris and in Rome, I mean, I mean, parks are going to be filled. Stadiums are going to be filled. God's power is going to be showing up all over the place. People are going to find themselves healed. Suddenly it's going to be not appropriate to be rebellious, to be stubborn. It's going to be good to be a sheep. They're going to come under the goodness. It's going to be so huge, people who hear his voice. Suddenly, suddenly, it's going to be all over the world at the same time. It's going to happen. God's just going to, poof. It's nothing. He's got a plan. He's got a plan for our good. And we happened to be chosen as a select group of people. It was so wonderful to get up to the barn because I love being where God's chosen. There's there's places he's chosen for you to really hear, really open up. I love going to the beach. There's something that happens to me when I get around the beach and the waves. I just open my heart up. I'm excited to share those places. I'm his sheep. I hear his voice and I follow him. Yes, it's kind of scary to think about what God's given to you, but he's given us the power of being one. Jesus prayed that we would be one. Look at this in John 10 verse He says, I give them eternal life, that they should never lose it. Never lose it. I've got eternal life, and I should never lose it. Oh, it's so good. You can read it up there. They shall never lose it or perish. I'm never going to perish. 
you know, and even though it doesn't look like people are singing out there in the world and people are one and people love kindness and they're going to, half a million people are going to fill up Hyde Park and just sing about the goodness of, even though it doesn't look like that, it's going to happen. I'm not even saying I have to be the one to organize it. And he says, no one is able to snatch them out of my hand. I can't be snatched out of God's hand. I can't. I can't be snatched out. You know, when you snatch something, it's like you quickly grab it. You know, what happened to you happened. It's not going to happen again. It's done. It's done. And if you feel disappointed because things didn't happen the way you thought they were going to happen, hey, you're going to have to let it go. You're going to have to let it go. Just let it go. Let it go. Because when I stood up there outside Abbey Road, I thought, what the heck am I doing here? It was kind of embarrassing. You know, you have to understand there's a pride that comes in in the music business with working for the Beatles or being around the Rolling Stones. There's a certain pride that comes in that you're better than other people, that you know more because you have access to the inside information. It's kind of like, when I used to lead prayer school three days a week, and I asked God, oh, my God, what shall I do? How shall I do this? And here's what God, God's an encourager. Let's go over to Numbers. Let me just read you some scripture, because you talk about hearing his voice. I'm talking about hearing his voice today. Where did Numbers go? I know it's in there. It must be this way. Numbers 11, anyway. It was a scripture that God gave me, for me to understand, not to be frightened. Numbers 11, verse 14. These people, millions of people, I mean, we were leading 100 people, never mind millions. And Moses said in verse 14, I'm not able to carry all these people alone because the burden is too heavy for me. And at that time, carrying the burden of this dream that music was going to change. That, you know, because what happened with the Beatles, there was Beatlemania. There was complete mania everywhere. Things happened in their concerts, women screaming. But, you know, we have to keep our eyes focused on what's going to happen in our music, in our worship, in our gatherings. God's going to show up. He wants to show up, especially right here. Right now in this season of declaration, season of harvest, season of walking and being steady and holding steady, walking with God, it's almost like it's about to happen and we all know it. But I love what his, I was listening to Ray Hughes, that I wrote down what he said. He said, we don't need a new definition of Christianity. We need a new demonstration of the life Jesus gave. And that's the truth. We need we need a new demonstration of God. So over in Numbers 11, when I was concerned and worried and gosh, how are we going to do this? God, how am I going to hear your voice? He said, you don't have to worry about it. Don't worry about what everybody else is murmuring about. Just don't worry. 
Because here Moses said, if this is the way you're going to deal with me, you might as well kill me now. I mean, he'd already given up. You ever given up because you think the dream is impossible? It's just, there are those moments where it comes, it's just impossible. And the Lord said to Moses, you gather for me 70 men of the elders of Israel. You just gather the elders. When you know to be, whom you know to be elders of the people and officers. Let me read it from here because it's easier to read it there. Now I've moved the lights. Just gather the people. Just come and gather on Sunday morning because something happens Sunday morning that is beyond, it's beyond what we do. All I know is something is happening. Your faith is coming alive to God. We have now released the vision of prayer, of governmental prayer for musicians, for singers. We've been up to Abbey Road. We're here in this church. It's the grace of God. You're no longer starving. You've got a new beginning. It's great. Verse uh, 14, he says, I'll come down. I'll come down. Go to the back. I'm not able to carry this burden because the burden's too heavy. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean verse 14. Keep going, 15, 16. And he says, this is the way you deal with me. I'm just kill me. Don't you ever feel like that sometimes? Just God, why do I have to do this? Not fair. You know, and it seems like everything has happened. Things happen to distract, you know. Okay. And the Lord said to Moses, gather for me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people and officers of Bring them to the tent of meeting and let them stand there with you. Just let them stand there with you. Listen, Rod's been praying for a cloud, the cloud of God, for weeks now he's been praying. And it's been, okay, fine. Pray whatever you want. No. <laughs> But it was kind of irritating because when God spoke to me in Keith Richards' living room, he came in this towering cloud, white cloud. So we all have our own individual ways of hearing and seeing. But you do hear. You do hear. I want faith to be so seeded in you today that no matter what you're dealing with, you've heard from God. It seems outrageous. It's outrageous to think we could own that or do this or be that. But we've heard. Okay? We've heard. So that's just... And it was interesting to me too. I, I don't know whether you've got your bulletins on your chair. Probably. I don't know. Can you put this up on the overhead? No, it's not there. Okay. Well, then I can't read it. You go do it. You, you do anything. That's why you are who you are. Okay, so we're going to look at the prayer. So, you know, many times I think we can, might feel good about ourselves. You might feel good about some things. But you have to remember all the time it's God who's authored everything for your life. God's favor, God's life, God's will. It's God. What you're going through right now, it's a God thing. There's a reason. You know, <laughs> I wish I could share more about that, but I can't. But, you know, we're going to go up to the chosen and 
Cindy's got a real gift. When she prophesied to me about the Beatles, she had no idea all those years ago what was inside me. I knew I needed to write down stories and glimpses about the supernatural and about the Beatles and about the Rolling Stones. I knew. But she didn't know that. But you know what? She has a knowing. Prophecy isn't about telling you what to do. It's about awakening you to who you really are. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up to who you really are. And start being it. Even though it seems scary, you know, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I know you did a great thing resolving that song. Thank you. Thank you. We have little problems that pop up. And I knew I'd found it, but I, didn't, I don't know how to do the technical stuff, and you did. You may not know how to do what needs to be done. You may discover what needs to be done, but God knows what needs to be done, and he will send the people, whether it's accountants, lawyers, technical people, stylists, whatever they are, healers. God knows. God's got... He's just... It's too hard to put in words how he's got everything covered. And when he says, my sheep hear my voice, and they follow me, he told Moses what to do. Just go stand. Just go stand with the other people, and I will come down, and I will pour my spirit. I'll put it out on them. Okay, I'll come down and talk with you there. I'll take the spirit which is upon you and we'll put it upon them and they shall bear the burden of the people with you. Listen, I don't have to do this alone. I don't have to do this alone. David doesn't have to do it alone. He just has to be who he is and share what he shared. And he shared the history. He shared the dream. I'm telling you, this earth is going to be touched by God. And so it will never be the same again. And we have been chosen to be a part of the vanguard that goes before. Oh, it's just mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. I'm getting shivers just standing here talking about it. Because it's just unbelievable that God would choose you and I to be part of this incredible dream he has for the earth and put us in London, give us favor with George and for us not to pray for him is totally ridiculous. For us not to pray for every musician is totally ridiculous. It's going to take time. When we look back in the next year where we are, if we look at next August where we are, where God's brought us, we'll be gobsmacked. Cynthia, you'll be just gobsmacked. You know, people singing your prophetic songs. Oh, maybe you don't see it now. Maybe we don't see the music company and the publishing company. Maybe we don't see that yet, but God sees it. God knows it's going to pierce through. It's going to pierce through the darkness. I just realized something yesterday talking to this girl. You know, I've been there, you've been there. 
where the accuser of the brethren comes so hard and heavy that all you can see is the negative. But we've been learning how to think. We've been learning how to talk. We've been A, B, C, D, ing it through the Bible. How to be it, you know. So you don't ever have to be confused again. You're his sheep. You hear his voice. So work on it. Work on it. Yield to it. When you start doing what God says the first time, if he hasn't told you it's over, it's not over. I have to go to God the same way you do. I have to say, oh, that really hurt. Listen, it's about your inside. It's about what's going on inside. You think about how niggled you feel sometimes inside. Why do you feel that way? Because the mind isn't renewed enough, Romans 12, to God. God's forgiven. He's forgotten. He's already moved on. He gives me a revelation. I've hardly had time to write it down. And it's moved on. He's moved on. Gideon didn't understand God's voice. How ridiculous to get rid of all the people who were fearful and trembling Let them turn back, said God. God knows the one thing he's looking for in us is unity. That's what he's looking for, real spiritual unity. He's looking for your heart to be involved the same way the person whose heart 100% is involved. And many times we think, well, I've done this and I've done that. And we tell God, oh, my gosh, what I'm doing. But hey, you know, God is the plumb line. He is the plumb line. And we don't always understand what day we're in. We just have to awaken our hearts to who we're called to be. I mean, it was horrific what happened to you. Absolutely. I I couldn't get through that. But, you know, read my book. You probably couldn't get through some of the stuff I got through. All I can tell you is God helps me. He'll help you every step of the way. It's just one step at a time, bit by bit. Sometimes we take, I try to take on the whole shebang. I can't do that. I have to break things down. Sometimes when budgets get up to tens of thousands, I have to break it down. Because my faith has to engage what can you deal with? What can you cope with? What, can, what are you supposed to do with the mountain? Pray? Chip it away? No, just speak to it. Speak. We've been learning phenomenal, phenomenal teaching. Phenomenal, the gift of God in you. I mean, it is phenomenal. You get it. I don't know what you said, but I got it. <laughs> Sometimes I have to, like, really walk now where you're going, you know. So we were talking about unity, and we'll just finish, I think. I don't know what the time is. Servanthood is a magnet that attracts people. But that magnet has an opposite pole that repels. Temptation has killed its thousands, but disunity its tens of thousands. And babies die easiest in a fight. 
I believe God doesn't want us to be babies anymore. He really wants us to grow up and learn how to stand through the trials. You know, I thank God for the grace that comes on each of our lives because we're all called to tremendous places of success. I mean, people looked at Jesus and thought, my God, that was the worst defeat you could ever see, seeing Jesus die on the cross. But God knew all the time. God knew all the time it was his greatest success. Greatest success. Greatest success, the cross. But it looked to man like the worst defeat. God, what are we going to do now? He's died. How are we going to be healed? Oh, my God, how are we going to get money? You know, what, what, did, what did the disciples think and their families? But you know what? God has a plan. And I just implore you this morning, just say, I'm your sheep. I hear your voice. I don't know where this is going. I don't know where we're going. All I know is if I'm to stand and see rock and roll and the whole world change, then you do it. I'm your sheep. I mean, people have said to me, George Hammer said it. I gave him a book. And he said, oh, thank you. He said, oh, I love rock and roll. And I thought, dead. <laughs> I, I didn't say it. It's a good thing I don't always say what I think. Because, hey, there's nothing wrong with your flesh being moved. I like a bit of rock and roll. So do you. But somehow, God's going to bring us the wisdom to move us forward. You know, when we went up to Abbey Road and we saw that world tours of London and rock and roll, iconic buildings, I thought, what, the office? Well, they, well where are they going to go? I know Gosha's going to go on it sometime, just check it out for me. But hey, you know, the world is impressed with what it thinks is success. We know we're carrying a secret weapon that's very powerful. And we're gathering together Sunday after Sunday. We know that hundreds of people are going to come to this church. We, we'll have to have hundreds of people helping us. It won't be, won't be a problem. It won't be a problem. You'll be fighting them off at the door. Don't give anybody our address. Please, I'm telling you. You know, make it... Make it difficult if necessary because we've got the food. No, it's not pride. We've got the good food. I am amazed that people don't want to come. I'm amazed you don't want to come to church because they don't value. They don't see the value. They'll meet us somewhere else, but whatever. Okay, I'm going to get done. Turn to your neighbor. Come up, worship team. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm his sheep. I hear his voice. We believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday 